This is Anshu Bahanda on Wellness Curated. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. My mission is to empower you with health and wellness so that you can then go and empower others. Hi, Sophia. How are you? Welcome to the chat. So lovely to be here. What is wellness to you? Wellness to me is about being at peace. Being at peace with things which are around you. Your, the weather, things with the times that we're in. It's about being at peace with things around you. You know, your neighbors, your family, your friends. Um, your things that you use, your car, your appliances. And it's about being at peace with yourself, you know, to not have any kind of negative self-talk or chattering going on in the mind. If you can harmonize all the layers of the body to align with each other, and that helps you focus on any chosen activity or, you know, journey that you choose to take up, that is wellness. Okay, that's lovely. Thank you. And um, we work together and you've helped me with, you know, physical blockages, with emotional blockages. So tell us a bit about how you do that. Every experience that you go through mm-hmm. is something that has an, leaves an impression on us. And these impressions could be at different layers of our being, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or even at a spiritual level. Each experience leaves an impression on us. Some of these impressions may be positive. Some are not so positive, right? So it's very important for us to process every experience and cleanse the system and release um, any of these residues that don't serve us. If we hold on to those experiences and not process them properly, these create blockages in the system. Okay. And that comes in the way of you fulfilling the purpose of your life or even setting out to achieve a goal for the day. Okay. So is there a way of removing the experience? And can we, is there a way of teaching people to remove the experience immediately? Like every day. Some experiences have been with us for a long time. Mm -hmm. And there are times, there are experiences that we relive every day. You may have gone through it a long time ago, but mentally or emotionally, you can relive that experience multiple times. Like for example, somebody who's been in a car accident, Mm -hmm. you know, in their sleep, they go through that experience of, going have going through the accident over and over again and that leaves deeper impressions on us okay sometimes you can't go back into time to release the particular experience mm-hmm. but fortunately yoga has a big toolbox that gives us a variety of tools which we can use to cleanse the system and to release any of these Um, residues that have, you know, left lasting impressions on our system. Okay. And explain to us what you do in terms of setting the bhavna and then working with the chant and the breath work. So just give us, sort of tell us a little bit about it. All right. 
So um, with, before I begin any practice, I usually, um, I, if it's a group class, I identify a theme. I usually like homogeneous groups because then we're all working towards a common goal. Mm -hmm. If it is a personalized practice, I usually talk to the practitioner, uh, to the care seeker before the, the session. I get to know them. I understand what could be the immediate, you know, trouble. Sometimes they don't open up so soon. So you do a couple of practices with them and then, you know, it comes up. Once you know where, uh, sometimes you, you don't know, you, you could just, you just know the symptoms that the person is going through. You don't know what is the cause. So you start with that. You start with the symptom and you say, okay, this is it. Somebody has pain, pain in the neck, pain in the hip. Let's work with that and give some shodhana practice, give something that will pacify that pain or anxiety. So you set a sankalpa, you have an intention that you begin with. Then everything else falls in line. You choose an appropriate chant, which has a quality that the practitioner can connect with. You know, that the care seeker finds a quality that they are aspiring towards. Because mm -hmm. eventually you want to internalize those qualities within you. So the practices are designed with that, you know, following that journey. Okay. Um, and you meditate upon it before you let it out to the care seeker. Okay. So t uh, tell me something, Supriya. <clears throat> what I found is that, you know, I was doing all, before I met you, I was doing these things individually. I was doing my... Uh, chanting separately from my mm -hmm. yoga practice. How mm -hmm. does it work so well together? You know, because like, I remember my, the first session I did with you and my mind was all over the place. And I said, Supriya, help me calm my mind. Yeah. And the next morning I woke up feeling so good. So how is the effect exponential when it's combined? All right. So um, when, when the yoga tradition or yoga when practiced classically, the objective of, of yoga and asana or all the tools um, that yoga offers us is intended to shift the prana in the body. It's about moving the prana in the system, mm -hmm. releasing, cleansing and working um, on that level. It's not just about moving the body. Right. So when you, when done correctly, when done up the classical way, every asana is a pranayama because okay. there is a breath with every movement. There's an inhale, there is a hold or there is an exhale. It has to, um, every asana has to be done as a pranayama. It cannot be done. It, otherwise, it's just physical movement. What is the difference between a physical movement and a yoga asana? This is it. And when you add mantra to it, what is mantra? Mantra is the sound of the divine. Mm -hmm. It makes that asana alive. It makes it come to life and it allows the shift of the prana within you with the mantra. Okay, lovely, lovely. So of course, when it all comes together, it's, as you said, the effect is exponential. Yeah, yeah. It as it's to I didn't believe it could be like that, but it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. And tell us a little bit, I know you do a lot of rehab work in hospitals and the like with patients. So tell us a bit about the work that you do. All right. Um, so um, I work with my husband at, my husband's a cardiac surgeon and I work with him um, at the hospital, I go and in there. He's a fabulous cardiac surgeon. 
touch wood aya he's he's blessed he, he has that healer's touch right um and um, he inspires me a lot with the way he approaches things mm, so we work with the uh, with the patient to understand um, you know modern medicine sees the individual very differently whereas a lot of the traditional healing systems take a more holistic approach so when we uh, take that approach it gives us the opportunity to work with many many ailments neurological orthopedic work even cardiac work pre surgery post surgery even things like you know people who have symptoms of severe acidity yeah. migraines um there are lovely simple practices that can be done if practiced regularly can you can see a lot of relief uh, from the symptoms both short term long term benefits can be enjoyed okay lovely and tell me from all the work that you've done so far what do you consider has been your biggest achievement in helping someone all right that's a tough one because i think with after every session mm. when the care seeker opens their eyes and there's that smile or that glow on their face that is what um, you know makes me feel like okay you know this has been a, a good practice or it's been impactful i love and um, anyone who has you know comes to a session and says oh today my pain is at say level 9 or level 8 and even if i can bring it down to a 7 i feel there's been some relief right if somebody comes with a lot of anxiety and you can help them just center themselves mm-hmm. that's an achievement but of course you know we've worked like when i was doing my internship with my teacher we worked with severe cases where you um i remember this very elderly lady who suffered a stroke and she was paralyzed and couldn't do anything we the, the practice started with just chanting to her hers was just to be able to listen to the chants and over time she could start reciting wow then breathing then it moved on to asana just moving fingers you know moving the wrist and eventually to see her walk again and regain that quality of life wow was just uh, like almost a miracle that's that sounds amazing yeah. um and tell me that you know when i asked you about the form of yoga that you do and wow it's it's different you said it was the krishna macharya tradition of yoga so tell us a little bit about that because you know in the west we don't come across that tr- form of yoga that much there's more ayengar yoga there's more abhyanga yoga there's hatha yoga but yeah. the way you combine it all is more unusual um there are certain uh, so the tradition which i study in it, the lineage is from krishnamacharya uh, to his son shri desikachar we used to call, we call him desikachar sir is no more i mean the lineage is being upheld by his son and there's the kym institute also in chennai um and we um work as we said combining these things uh, asana breath work bhavana chanting um there is a lot of work there are a lot of practitioners who do follow this uh tradition and um 
what happens is when it goes to the west there's all a lot of this cultural appropriation mm-hmm. and then there's like slowly the chanting gets taken away because everyone tends to associate it with maybe a religious connotation i see but you know the surprising thing is that the chants that we use are from the vedas is before hinduism so yeah. they don't have a religious connotation even more you can choose a chant that the practitioner connects with there's so many other traditions where chanting is equally important um for like the buddhism tradition and there's so many other traditions where chanting is uh, a big part of their practice that they follow okay lovely so and uh, i remember you telling us this lovely story about how krishnamacharya ji's students then went on to become quite famous yoga teachers and those are the traditions people hear about a lot yes so krishnamacharya ji himself had four very famous um, students who carried forward his lineage mm-hmm. and um, one was shri patavi joyce and he um, is um, the one who you know took forward the ashtanga yoga what is popularly practiced today and this form of practice came when krishnamacharya ji was also very young himself and could be very physically active okay, okay. um the other uh, student of his was bks ayangar mm-hmm. and that he was um, you know propounded the ayangar style of yoga mm-hmm. were using a lot of props because um, ayangar himself when he went to krishnamacharya ji was unwell he so he was given a lot of supported uh, practices which he went on to develop after that was um, this lady uh, indra devi mm-hmm. and then the fourth one was uh, shri desikachar mm-hmm. krishnamacharya's own son yes who started studying with his father when his father was a little older right and that gave him you know it was a time when krishnamacharya himself was reflecting on you know therapies use of asana pranayama chanting for rehabilitation for healing okay that's the teachings that went on to shri dechikachar and then you know passed on to uh, kaustub and uh, menaka ma'am who's kaustub's mother dechikachar's wife um study with them um, you know so it's um so he really and, is and, the father of modern medicine and modern yoga like you're saying like you were saying to me Yes, a lot of the yoga that's being practiced now has come from him. Yes, he is known as the father of modern yoga. He is the one who's instrumental in having, uh, you know, uh, allowing yoga to travel to the west and become so popular all over the world. Mm, lovely. Now tell me give us an example of what you do. Yeah, sure. something that's very relevant to everything that's going on today that that'll be helpful for people. All right. Um we will begin um i'd request you to sit down in a comfortable position mm-hmm. just take a few minutes to check or scan through the body look through your alignment i want you to slowly and consciously lengthen your spine roll your shoulders back releasing any stress from the neck and the shoulders keeping your chin parallel to the floor i'm going to ask you to try and lengthen the neck 
increasing the distance between your ear and the shoulder. At this point, I want you to slowly watch your inhale. Exhale slowly. Inhale, open up the chest. Exhale, contract the abdomen. Inhale deeply. Exhale slowly. With this, we're going to introduce a few movements. We'll begin with arm movement. As you inhale, slowly raise your hands up. Natural flowing movements. Exhaling, lower the hands down. One more time. On the inhale, raise your hands up. Slowly exhale, lower the hands down. One last one. Inhale, raise your hands up. Exhaling, slowly lower your hands down. Now, we go on to introducing a little chant to the movement. You're going to inhale, raise the hands up to shoulder level. And as you chant, Om Shanti, I want you to twist to the left side. So we do it together. Inhale, raising the hands up to shoulder level and chant with me. Om Shanti. Inhale, come back to the center. Chanting, move to the other side. Om Shanti. Inhale, come back to the center. Exhale, slowly lower your hands down. Let's do that one more time. Inhale, raise your hands up to shoulder level and chanting to the left. Oh, Shanti. Inhale, come back to the center. Exhaling to the other side. Oh, Shanti. Inhale. Come back to the center. Exhale slowly. Lower the hands down. Let's do that one more time. Inhale. Raise your hands up to show the left. Chanting to the left. Oh. Shanti. Inhale. Enter to the other side. 
question should we set an intent with this so when the intention today is peace and like we said to be at peace with ourselves to be at peace with everything around you right we have the adi daivika things which are beyond your control the weather the times we are in now or even your own fate your own destiny things which are not in your control the second shanti you're seeking peace from things around you your neighbors your family your friends things that you're using technology like we did at the start of the session and of course the third shanti you're seeking peace from yourself no negative self talk no ideas that you're not good enough to let go of of all those so each shanti with has that bhavana and we're offering this to all beings in the universe for ourselves and for all beings because we are going through a very troubled time all over the world so we are offering that healing all over the world or that peace all right yes with that bhavana 
in your mind, that intention in your mind. I'm going to ask you to bring your palms in the prayer position and place them at the center of your chest over the heart center. This way, intention is love. As I chant, you will inhale. Om Shanti 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 Inhale deeply as I chant. Om Shanti 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 Chant loudly with me. Inhaling. Ratio inhale three, exhale six. Right? So begin. Inhale one, two, three. Slowly exhale six, five, four, three, two, one. Inhale one, two, three. Exhaling, send the love into the universe. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Inhale, three, one, two, three. Think of someone who can receive this healing. And now breathe. Six, five, four, three, two, one. One more time. Inhale, three. One, two, three. Exhaling. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Inhale. One, two, three. Exhale slowly. Six, five, four, three, two, one. One last one. Inhale slowly. One, two, Three and exhale. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Inhale, three. Exhale, three. Inhale, three. Exhale, three. 
as you continue to take these long smooth breaths dirga sukshma prana and holding the bhavana of receiving healing and sharing that healing with everyone around you i'm going to chant the lagunyasa the first few verses of the lagunyasa and lagunyasa is from the taitriya brahmana and the chant in creates the natural elements to sustain the organs and the functions in the human system and it's usually chanted to offer healing to people around right so you can just keep your eyes closed and watch the breathing keep the bhavana in the mind as i chant just the first few words agnir me vachi shritaha वाघृदये हृदयम मयि अहममृते अमृतम ब्रह्मणि वायुर्मे प्राणे श्रिता प्राणो हृदये हृदयम मयि श्रेता चक्षुर्हृद हृदय मयि अहमृते अमृत ब्रह्मणि चंद्रमा मनसी श्रेता मनोहृद हृदय मयि अहमृते अमृत ब्रह्मणि bring your palms together and rub them vigorously so they start nice and warm you feel that heat in the palms you may cup them over your closed eyes allowing the heat to radiate through the eyes and energize the system take a moment to connect with that light within you that unchanging divine seat of the divine within you always gives you the right direction leads you to the purpose of your being slowly slide your palms over the head just use your fingertips to press your head coming down backwards to the neck shoulders bringing that smile to your face slowly open up your eyes that was really <laughs> lovely do and i both want to help empower people with health and wellness what advice do you have for people the advice that i have for everyone who's listening here is practice abhyasa take those few minutes out as many minutes as you can for yourself and practice 
even if it's just a little bit of breath work a little bit of chanting take that time out and practice there's no substitute for abhyasa or practice so that's my advice to everyone around or whoever is listening so you're saying any amount of time even if you have 5 minutes or 10 minutes do it every day is that what you or is there a minimum time that you have to spend i would say start with what you can once you start enjoying the benefits like the practice we did now was very short but still so powerful right mm-hmm. and maybe some days you can practice longer and some days not so long but practice every day okay i'm sure there are days when you can take on more time and some days which are not but on that day i know you need it the most so even if it's just for one or two minutes or four minutes do it don't don't that should be the the thing that is non negotiable you practice okay. for those few minutes yeah lovely why do you always make us do at the out breath longer than the in breath right so um extending the exhalation has a very pacifying effect on the system mm-hmm. um in the times that we are today people need that pacification that shodhana so i use uh, an extended exhale mm-hmm. also the exhale um the pranayama as a tool is a cleansing technique pranayama is the most subtle tool that you can use to access the most subtle layers of your being okay so when you have a long exhale you actually has have the opportunity to release or to cleanse from layers which are otherwise not accessible through other practices okay so i want us to ha- use that long exhale to be able to clear up those subtle blockages that otherwise are not easy to access okay okay and um i know you do you have you helped like at the moment there's so anxiety and you know worry do you help people with that as well yes yes um i think that is um i think that is the most um re- most common reason why people come and it's also the least acceptable reason why people come to to seek a practice what do you mean um, i mean like people don't want to first of all they're not sure mm-hmm. it they come to you when the symptoms have already appeared somewhere else mm-hmm. like it starts off with worry mm-hmm. or anxiety but they don't think anything needs to be done about it it's only when that pain or that anxiety manifests in either like pain in the neck mm-hmm. or in your shoulders or the lower back or they feel like you know the the they can't sit and stand easily um you know that's when they come but the cause or where the root of uh, what you're working with is not really just the back pain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the root is is anxiety or stress right. which has not been like i said in the beginning not been cleansed from the system those not gone through those um, process those experiences completely right right okay that's lovely and doing any courses that people can join in yes um we have a, a monday and a wednesday group class which we are doing um, a combined meditative practice uh in march i'm planning to do a longer course where we'll be taking the yoga sutras of uh, patanjali and we will do a practice 
combined with some cleansing um, practices to and reflection. I think swadhyaya, that self-reflection, is a very very important part of releasing from the system. So after every practice, the course that I'm planning for, based on the yoga sutras, will be um, uh, physical. We'll have asana, we'll have pranayama, we'll have the chanting, the ABC of yoga, and I will include some of the kriyas, the tapas, and of course swadhyaya. Lovely. That was lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you for a very, very informative session. Thank you so much, Anshu. Thank you, Sabria. That was a lovely session. It was my pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the Wellness Curated podcast. Please subscribe and tell your friends and family about it. That was lovely. I don't know what people thought, but I thoroughly enjoyed it.